0: and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Well, I've got a cracking story for you today, but before we get into it, I have had a request from a listener to say hello to everyone who's listening in Scotland. Apparently, when I was saying hello to lots of different countries last week, I forgot Scotland. I'm sorry about that. Hello, Scotland. I would love to come and visit you again sometime. It's a very beautiful country. Okay, now let's get into this story. It's a good one. It's from the ancient Greek story times, and it is the legend of Narcissus and Echo, as told by Nanny Piggins. Here we go. Michael, snapped Nanny Piggins, why are you looking so glum? Did you accidentally flush your lunch down the toilet again? Do you urgently need a chocolate chip cookie to restore your blood sugar levels? Nanny Piggins didn't even wait for Michael to respond. She shoved a chocolate chip cookie in his mouth just to be on the safe side. She was a great believer in preventative medicine. Once Michael had chewed and swallowed the cookie, then eaten eight more because Nanny Piggins had baked them so they were seriously good, he had perked up enough to tell her what had happened. "'No, it wasn't that,' he assured her. "'I learned my lesson. Testing the buoyancy of a sandwich can't end well.' "'Then what's on your mind?' asked Nanny Piggins. "'You're usually such a cheerful boy, and here you are, staring listlessly off into space.' "'It's a bit embarrassing,' said Michael.' "'All the best stories are,' said Nanny Piggins. "'Like the time I tried to blast myself over the Taj Mahal. "'But as I rocketed through the sky at 200 kilometres per hour, "'I slightly misjudged my trajectory, cut it a bit fine "'and got my underwear elastic caught on a spinneret.' "'Thank goodness you are wearing underwear,' said Derek. "'It was not unknown for Nanny Piggins to be so excited "'about blasting herself out of a cannon "'that she forgot to don this important piece of safety equipment.' Yes," said Nanny Piggins, although I had to take them off to get down. Then they were stuck up there for the rest of the day until a crow took them to line her nest. I can see how that would be embarrassing, said Samantha. If anything even one hundredth as embarrassing had ever happened to her, she'd be sure to die instantly of her head exploding from extreme blushing. "'Yes, I suppose,' said Nanny Piggins, "'but it was a good day for the crow. "'It wound up having a silk-lined French designer nest "'that must have been the envy of the entire bird population of India.' "'So are you not wearing any underwear?' Nanny Piggins asked Michael. "'What?' asked Michael. "'Because something similar happened to you,' said Nanny Piggins. "'Oh, no,' said Michael, "'nothing like that. "'It's nothing, really. "'It's just a girl at school called me a name.' "'A name?' said Nanny Piggins.' What's wrong with that? You have a perfectly nice name, Michael. No, she didn't call me that, said Michael. She called me a mean name. Dunderhead, guessed Nanny Piggins. No, said Michael. No undies, boy, guessed Nanny Piggins. I was wearing undies, protested Michael. Then what could she possibly have called you, asked Nanny Piggins. She called me a narcissist, said Michael. Oh, said Nanny Piggins. I don't know what it means, said Michael. It's bad, isn't it? "'Well, Narcissus was a character from the ancient Greek story times,' said Nanny Piggins. "'Oh, no,' said Michael. "'People were dreadful in the ancient Greek story times. "'Did he have the head of a water buffalo and the body of a turtle "'and inhabit a hedge maze where he would devour lost orphans?' "'No,' said Nanny Piggins. "'Narcissus was incredibly good-looking.' "'What?' said Michael. "'He was staggeringly beautiful,' said Nanny Piggins.' ''Men are handsome. They're not beautiful,'' said Samantha. ''Most men are neither,'' said Nanny Piggins. ''But Narcissus was so handsome, he went beyond the limits of handsomeness and achieved extreme beauty.'' ''Did lots of women fall in love with him?'' asked Samantha. ''Everyone fell in love with him,'' said Nanny Piggins. ''They couldn't help themselves. It was like seeing a chocolate mud cake for the first time. He was just that attractive.'' The problem was, he wasn't interested in any of them. He was only interested in one thing. Chocolate chip cookies, asked Michael. He was stuffing his 12th chocolate chip cookie into his mouth and would have understood if that was what had happened. No, Narcissus was only interested in hunting, said Nanny Piggins. Oh, said Samantha, disappointed. That's not very romantic. He wasn't interested in romance, said Nanny Piggins. He just liked hunting animals down and killing them. But to be fair, there weren't supermarkets back in the ancient Greek story times, so people who could go and fetch dinner were much more highly regarded back then. So the fact that this incredibly good-looking young man had no interest in anything except killing animals didn't seem so odd back then. Michael's forehead scrunched up as he tried to understand. So far, Nanny Piggins' story was not making things clearer. "'But he wasn't the star of the show,' said Nanny Piggins. "'I know in most stories incredibly good-looking people are always the heroes, but not in this one. He is just a minor character.'" "'Well, who's the major character?' asked Derek. "'Echo,' said Nanny Piggins. "'Echo,' said Michael. "'Echo,' said Nanny Piggins. "'Are we repeating the word to demonstrate what an echo is?' No, I'm just surprised, said Derek. We didn't know that Echo was a character. Oh, yes, said Nanny Piggins. She was a pig nymph. What's a pig nymph? Asked Samantha. They're incredibly beautiful, free-spirited pigs who live happily amongst nature, said Nanny Piggins. In the ancient Greek storybooks, they're referred to as wood nymphs. Why? Well, my great, great, great times 172 greats aunt Ovid Piggins, who wrote a lot of the original ancient storybooks, swapped the names out so as not to attract attention to our family, said Nanny Piggins. It's hard enough being an incredibly beautiful pig without being a famous ancient story times character as well. Anyway, these pig nymphs were doing what they always do, said Nanny Piggins, dancing, singing, frolicking happily when Zeus came by. Oh dear, said the children. They'd heard Nanny Piggins' versions of several of the ancient Greek stories, so they knew that Zeus was a total rotter. Yes, agreed Nanny Piggins. he just had a big row with his wife Hera, and while she popped out to the shed to fetch a lightning bolt to throw at him, Zeus snuck down to Earth to get away. He bumped into these lovely, beautiful, carefree creatures, and of course, he wanted to dance and frolic too but he knew Hera would soon notice that he was gone and come looking for him, so he needed something to distract her. That's when he spotted my great-great-great-times-175-great-cousins, Echo Piggins. She was just explaining in great detail to another pig nymph exactly how to make chocolate souffle with extra chocolate. "'You there,' called Zeus, "'my wife is about to come down this way. "'I order you to distract her for as long as you can.'" Echo was a piggins, so she wasn't going to be spoken to like that. "'You order me, do you?' she bristled. But Zeus was not listening. "'Yes, yes, excellent,' he muttered. He was distracted by a movement in the sky above Mount Olympus. "'Oh, look, here she comes now. We'll get going then. Keep her here as long as possible.' So Zeus and all the other pig nymphs danced off into the forest, and ten seconds later Hera turned up. She was the angriest-looking goddess you would ever see.' Echo's heart immediately felt great sympathy. This woman had obviously suffered dreadfully and was in terrible emotional pain. So Echo entirely forgot about Zeus as compassion for Hera swept over her. "'Have you seen my husband?' asked Hera. "'Forget about him,' said Echo. "'I know just what you need.' You do, asked Hera, taken aback by this startlingly attractive pig's confidence. You need a great big bowl of octochoc chocolate souffle, said Echo. What's that? asked Hera. A mouth-wateringly delicious dessert made out of eight different types of chocolate into a pastry so fluffy and light it has to be baked with the highest level of love and care, said Echo. Now, Hera was seriously mad at Zeus, but she hadn't totally lost her mind. An octochock chocolate souffle sounded really good. Would you like me to give you the recipe? asked Echo. Well, yes, please, said Hera. So Echo started dictating. Hera was a goddess and she didn't do a lot of her own cooking, so Echo made sure she gave really detailed, foolproof instructions about every aspect of the measuring, mixing, melting and baking. The whole thing took half an hour to explain. Hera had filled up half a notebook full of neat, tiny handwriting as she carefully jotted it all down. "'Then, as soon as it comes out of the oven,' explained Echo, "'you shove it all in your mouth and eat it all up without sharing with anybody.'" The end. "'Oh, why, thank you,' said Hera. "'I'll try this recipe out as soon as I get home to Mount Olympus.'" Just then, they heard the sound of laughter coming from deep in the woods. It sounded like a man's laughter, a man-god's laughter, and there were pig nymphs laughing with him as well. Suddenly, Hera remembered what she'd come to the woods for in the first place. (gasps) "'My husband!' she exclaimed. "'He's off cavorting with the pig nymphs!' ''They're just dancing,'' said Echo. ''They're probably just doing the Macarena or the Nutbush or something.'' Hera looked at the extensive recipe in her hand. ''You tricked me,'' she accused. ''This recipe is nothing but a ruse, a decoy to distract me while my husband is off having fun.'' ''Well, he did ask me to distract you,'' admitted Echo, ''but I wasn't going to do it. I just gave you that recipe because you looked so miserable.'' ''I look miserable, do I?'' demanded Hera.'' No, said Echo. Now you look terrifying. I, Hera, queen of the gods, will wreak my revenge on you, announced Hera. There's no need to get testy, said Echo. You who cannot stop talking will be cursed for all eternity to only be able to repeat the last words you hear. The last words you hear, said Echo. Yes, said Hera. ''Yes,'' said Echo. ''That will teach you not to trick me,'' said Hera. ''Trick me?'' said Echo. She clapped her hands over her mouth in horror. She couldn't stop repeating. Hera chased off after Zeus cackling at the cleverness of her own cruelty. ''What a rotter!'' said Michael. ''Yes,'' agreed Nanny Piggins. ''Although, to be fair, being married to Zeus must have been a sore trial to her. It's no wonder she was in a perpetually bad mood. Anyway, poor Echo wandered the forest feeling very sorry for herself.'' She was never going to win trivia night now if the only thing she could say was to repeat back the last thing she heard. She wouldn't be able to sing a song, not unless it was a very tedious song with just one or two words and someone else started her off by singing the first line. And she wouldn't be able to get in an argument, so she wouldn't be able to enjoy haggling over the price of chocolate at her favourite chocolate store ever again. The poor thing was very downcast. She was just wandering through the forest feeling very sorry for herself when... "'She bumped into narcissists, guess Samantha?' Do not interrupt when I'm telling a story," scolded Nanny Piggins. "Oh, sorry," said Samantha. "But you're entirely right," said Nanny Piggins. Echo came to a clearing and spotted Narcissus. He was probably doing something very manly, like firing an arrow at a poor, unsuspecting, flea-ridden pigeon or something. Anyway, Narcissus being as freakishly good-looking as he was, Echo instantly fell in love with him. But being cursed, she felt kind of shy, so she hid amongst the trees and followed Narcissus as he went about his day. She must have been seriously in love, because watching someone watch for animals sounds so painfully boring. It would have been sweet relief to take a break for a few hours to watch paint dry or watch grass grow. But Echo was so in love, she just couldn't tear her eyes away. Eventually, being a brilliant hunter, Narcissus did notice that someone or something was following him. He sensed that he was being watched. It only took him eight hours to notice. He wasn't a rocket scientist, but then rockets hadn't been invented yet, so how could he be? Who's there? called Narcissus. Who's there? replied Echo. It is I, Narcissus, said Narcissus. Narcissus, said Echo, repeating his last word. Your voice sounds beautiful, said Narcissus. Your voice sounds beautiful, repeated Echo. This made Narcissus feel rather smug. He was so physically good-looking, people often didn't notice that he had a beautiful voice as well. Come here, he called. Come here, said Echo. I see, plain hard to get. I'm coming, said Narcissus. I'm coming, said Echo. "'They started walking through the woods towards each other. "'Where are you?' called Narcissus. "'Where are you?' repeated Echo. "'Their voices were getting closer and closer to each other all the time. "'I'm here!' said Narcissus. "'I'm here!' said Echo. "'She spotted him moving up ahead, ran forward and threw her arms around him. "'When Narcissus looked down and saw that he was being embraced by a pig-nymph, "'he was horrified. "'Let go of me!' he cried. "'I'd never love a pig-nymph!' ''How rude!'' exclaimed Samantha. ''I know!'' said Nanny Piggins, ''and it gets worse.'' ''Yuck!'' said Narcissus, ''how disgusting!'' ''Disgusting!'' said Echo, with a sob. Ugh. ''Get away from me!'' said Narcissus. ''Away from me!'' said Echo, as she ran off, crying, into the woods. ''What a rotter!'' wailed well, Boris. ''Oh, Sarah, please say you went back in time and stomped really hard on his foot!'' I didn't need to, said Nanny Piggins, because nemesis was on hand. Nemesis, said Michael. But isn't Nanny Ann your nemesis? Has she been around since the ancient story days? Probably, said Nanny Piggins, but no, I should explain. Nanny Ann is my nemesis, but a nemesis is the word for someone who is your worst enemy. And in the ancient Greek story days, nemesis was a person or rather a god. In fact, the goddess of retribution. And all subsequent nemesis have been named after her. Anyway, this nemesis saw how rude and mean Narcissus had been and swooped in to punish him. Go, nemesis, cheered Samantha. She cursed Narcissus to fall in love with himself, said Nanny Piggins. What? said Derek. No, trust me, said Nanny Piggins. It's brilliant. Because when Narcissus got thirsty, as you do after a long day of hunting and saying hurtful things to beautiful pig nymphs, he needed a drink of water. So he leaned over a brook to get a drink. But when he looked into the water, he saw his own reflection and fell instantly in love. I don't think a rotter deserves to be in love, said Boris grumpily. But he was so in love, he couldn't tear his eyes away, said Nanny Piggins. He just kept staring at his own reflection, hour after hour, day after day, until he starved to death. And Echo was so heartbroken, she gradually faded away until she was nothing more than a voice that can to this day be heard in caves and on mountainsides when you call out. The end. That's a dreadful story, said Boris. Yes, agreed Nanny Piggins. Almost all the stories from the ancient Greek story times are dreadful. But it teaches us a valuable lesson that we Piggins have followed until this very day. What lesson, asked Michael. Never share your chocolate souffle recipe with someone unless they are fully able to make the time commitment to jotting it down without it doing long-term damage to their marriage. That's a very specific lesson, said Derek. Yes, but by following it, no piggins has been cursed by an ancient Greek god ever since, said Nanny Piggins. At least not for anything to do with repetitive voice tricks. Come along, time for more cookies. I thought it was time for bed, said Samantha. You can't go to sleep on an empty stomach, said Nanny Piggins. You might end up sleep cooking, and I absolutely won't stand for you baking a cake in the middle of the night when we're all asleep and can't share it. The end. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Until next time, goodbye.